0: And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. For a lot of people, especially in the Pittsburgh area, the last few years, the, the social media and Twitter and, and the web have made a big deal out of Lenten fish fries. And what, who has the best fish fries? Who has the best fish? Who has the best side dishes? Uh, there's websites that rank uh, the fish fries uh, in the in the greater Pittsburgh area and and one of the biggest fish fries and and one that has gone pretty high on the rankings recently is is one uh, right in McKee Sport on Market Street at uh, Corpus Christi Church but lent is more than just fish fries as much as i love fish lent has a deeper meaning for christians and our guest this morning is father Terry O'Connor he is the pastor of Mary Mother of God Parish which includes Corpus Christi Church in McKeesport. Uh, good morning father Terry
1: Good morning, and welcome to all the listeners out there. Thanks for having
0: me on. Well, thank you for taking some time to to talk with us today. Uh, First things first, I I, I mentioned it, I teased it, I I can't just let it just hanging there. Uh, Corpus Christi's Fish Fry runs every Friday during Lent, except for Good Friday, correct?
1: Correct. So it's our new parish, Mary, Mother of God, and it just happens to be held at uh, uh, Corpus Christi Hall. So, January 6th, we became Mary Mother of God Parish, which we're excited about, uh, which encompasses uh, former Corpus Christi Parish, St. Robert Bellarmine Parish, St. Patrick Parish, and St. Angela Ricci Parish. So we're excited that this is our first ever Mary Mother of God uh, Parish because of the new name, and that it's still going to be held at Corpus Christi Hall. You mentioned at the beginning, you know, the best fish fry. We easily have that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and and you're a priest. You couldn't lie to us about that, right? That's um, right. That's right. Uh the, the social hall uh is down behind the McKeesport Post Office. It's on uh Market Street, and the hours are what, ten ten a.m. until seven p.m. on Fridays? Correct. Okay. Ten
1: a.m. to seven p.m.
0: And and mm-hmm. what is the website for the church?
1: The website is Mary Mother of God One, the digit one dot org. Mary Mother of God one dot org. And then on that you can pull up the bulletin each week that bulletin goes on there. So there's a whole uh, page, half a page for the fish fry. So it's really nice. One is the the, with the whole menu in there. We also have uh, volunteer opportunities. So we're always looking uh, for help. I, I see in there drivers and if you like to bring down baked goods and things like that. So it is quite an endeavor. This is my, I just came in October of 2018, and uh, it is a, a big fish fry, and obviously the, we we're blessed with the workers, a lot of work that they put into it, and we're just thankful for people come from all over for this one, obviously from our parish, uh, but also I'm um, in there, and they're from all over coming down to uh, this fish fry.
0: And, and I understand they taught you how to make uh, pierogies recently. Is that true?
1: Oh. I'm a pro, I'm a pro. Well, you know what, actually, I used to be in two parishes a little ways ago, in Ambridge and Baden, and so I learned the craft of pinching. So when I came down there, they were all kind of making a big deal, like, do you know how to pinch? I said, yeah, I was in Ambridge and Baden. So I actually graduated to the Sheeter, which is that was the most fun job for me down there. You just got to watch your fingers. So you get this dough sort of ball, and you... And you hand it into this uh sheeter which squishes it down. So I don't know, I think I found my new calling as <laughs> a sheeter down there. <laughs>
0: There's always a, a sideline uh, for you, uh, Father Terry O'Connor, who is a uh, pastor of Mary Mother of God Parish in McKeesport, which includes uh, four uh, churches, uh, St. Angela Marici in White Oak, uh, Corpus Christi and St. Patrick in McKeesport, and St. Robert Bellarmine in East McKeesport. And we will uh, discuss that process, because that's that's been a big process uh, of, throughout the Diocese of Pittsburgh, as these different churches have uh, combined. But uh, first, we're talking about Lent and about uh, fish fries. Uh, I, I started off by saying that Lent is is more than than fish fries, and where does the tradition of Catholics giving up eating meat on Fridays come from?
1: Yeah, the whole idea of the meat would be in yesteryear, not so much now because you know you, they run these really cheap hamburgers or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of lost some of the luster, but still, to an extent, is the whole idea with meat would be something that the the more wealthy would be able to afford the meat. Uh, so this is our our solidarity with more the peasantry, the more the poor, and that whole sense of sacrifice. So that, that's the idea. And then, obviously, the fish comes in, uh, which would be more, less expensive of a food. Uh, but that's the idea. That it's all about sacrifice and then returning back to our best friend, Jesus. So this is a way uh, to be in solidarity with that, that simplicity and that, uh, you know, just try to get that detachment away from the world. And, and this allows me uh, to be freed up to come back to the Lord.
0: As, so it's about giving up a luxury item. Meat would have been a luxury in, 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 in days gone by. Um, I, I always thought growing up that it was strange that on Friday we would go to Red Lobster because that didn't seem to me like a sacrifice, right? And, and okay. fish is you one of my much? favorite foods. It doesn't seem like a sacrifice to me.
1: Yeah, in this day and age, I mean, we could, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the whole idea behind everything of Lent is trying to return back to God, getting closer to Jesus. So that's what we kind of look at. Like, you could say, well, you know, if you want to get legalistic, well, I'm not going to get meat up, but, uh, hey, honey, lobster tails are on sale this weekend. And it's like, whoa, 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 we just (laughs) like kind of mispriced some giant piece of that. but. Take it all to prayer and say, "Wait, is all of this getting me closer to Jesus?" That's the bottom line. Like, why do I do what I do? So that's when we develop a game plan. So I tell people in the Lenten season, have a game plan. I know we're you know we're hearing this on Sunday, first Sunday of Lent. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just kind of getting started. So if we haven't gotten to formulated the game plan yet, I mean, please sit down and write down one, two, three uh, or so things that we're going to really try to either give up this Lent or also, more importantly. Uh, to do this land as far as like prayer reaching out to our neighbors, those kind of things.
0: And, and in the Episcopal Prayer Book, there's a there's a prayer that uh, for things that I have done, uh, a prayer of reconciliation for things that I have done and things that I have left undone. Um, and that that sounds a little bit uh, sort of the same thing. Uh, Father Terry O'Connor is pastor of uh, Mary Mother of God Parish in McKeesport. Mary Mother of God, the number one dot uh, org is the website. We're talking about Lent. We're talking about uh, their fish fry. Hi, you, you mentioned the, the volunteers uh, that come out. Now, I think two of the churches that are in Mary, Mother of God Parish had fish fries, I think uh, Corpus Christi and St. Robert Bellarmine. So they have combined. The folks from St. Robert Bellarmine now are coming to Corpus Christi to help out?
1: Yeah, so actually last year we, we just became the official parish in January, but I came our clergy team came down in October of 2018. And so actually last year, uh, 2019, is when we combined the fish fry until one. And so now, uh, we lost the same, obviously we lost, but St. Robert Bellerman, as you say, had one. And mm-hmm. we just combined it all into one. And, and that's, you know, challenging on people too. To, in a way, you know, we were four separate pairs at that time, and, and you can get a sense of way where, why we're losing our fish fry and, and things sure. like that. So it was, it was challenging, but I think, Now, I mean, looking at the volunteers that we have, I mean, in prepping for this year's fish ride, it's just beautiful to see them, more people starting to come together, like I walk in there the pierogi pinching, Mm -hmm. and you see people from all four parishes, and I was like, wow, we're starting to really blend as one, so... We are in challenging times, it's not just us and our group, our parish here, but throughout the Diocese of Pittsburgh, everybody's going through this, which is called yeah. On Mission, where we're combining, merging parishes together. So I, I'm really hopeful. I think this would be the best uh, fish fry yet because we got all four parishes coming together as one, and it's going to take time, but I think we're really starting to turn a bend uh, compared to last year. I,
0: I want to I ask you a little bit about how you heard the call to, uh, to the priesthood to vocations because we, we talk a lot on this program about vocations and about jobs and career paths that people take but uh, just to sort of finish up the the discussion of, of the fish fry first when do they start planning and preparing i mean I, we've had people from the international village on this program and they basically say well in august when we finish one international village we're already starting to think about the next year's because it takes that much planning i, I mean I'm, I'm assuming months and months of planning going go into getting ready for this
1: oh uh, yeah it does i mean the easy part with a fish fry is your dates are set i mean sure we don't right. have to worry about finding a day because it's all uh, in the fall. If there's any any changes in leadership, mm-hmm. um, so that's a big one. Uh, like Rich Keller was running it for a, a while, and then we have a new change in leadership. Uh, Joanne DeRazio uh, is, is chairing it this year. So that was like a, a big switch. So they start coming to me like in the fall and saying, Hey, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do this next year. Who could we get? But the real, once the, you know, you start uh, turning the bend in the new year. You start really getting down to the nitty-gritty. But, yeah, we have to have all the ducks in order, more so in the fall, as you say. There's months of that. Who's going to mm-hmm. be the leadership? And then she starts getting together, her crew, and we start planning things out from there. But it is a lot of prep, a lot of work. I mean, the people down there. We have a 10 to 7 fish ride. A lot of the parishes you'll see have a— 11 to like 6 a, or
0: something, yeah.
1: They'll have a 3.30 yeah. to 7, you know, yeah. so they get all the people coming in, more of the dinner shifts. And now we're talking 10 to 7. And it's a big one. Ours is ours is really big if you look at western Pennsylvania, uh, so it is a larger fish
0: fry. But I, you, you will go down there on a at, at lunchtime uh, on a Friday, and they will be lined up uh, out of the building and and sometimes into the the, the neighboring parking lot or over towards the uh, post office, and you'll see people from uh, UPMC McKeesport Hospital, from the school district, from the fire department, from the police department. I, if, if you want to meet people in McKeesport on a Friday, uh, go <laughs> stand in line at a fish fry, and you can meet just about everybody there. From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation at downtown McKeesport, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. one two six seven eight six one nine one I wanted to ask you, Father Terry. Your uh, Father Terry O'Connor is our guest this morning. You grew up in the Pittsburgh area, correct? Correct, Squirrel Hill, right in the city. And uh, your your dad was the late uh, Mayor Bob O'Connor, uh, Mayor of Pittsburgh, and longtime uh, city councilman.
1: Yes, and we I miss him all the time. but I know he's praying for me. So my dad, and then my mom's Judy O'Connor, and then. So uh, I come from an interesting background as far as religion. So my mom's Jewish, and she's she's still Jewish. And obviously my dad uh, was Catholic. And uh, so basically I was baptized. I wasn't really brought up either way officially. And I went to Central Catholic High School, which had a big influence on me. And then I was baptized at 19 uh, when I was a a college student at Pitt's. And I actually went back to Central to get baptized, so they really had a big influence in my life. Wow. And, yeah, and people ask me, like, why did you get baptized? Why did you choose that? And my dad, he planted the seed. He said, you know, we're not going to be here forever, 41, and you're looking to become in the Catholic. And I thought at that time, I was like, oh, typical college. student. I was like, oh, I don't know about that, you know? <laughs> and yeah. lo, lo and behold, uh, the priest, Father Bob George from Central Catholic, I was, I was a tennis player in high school and college, and mm-hmm. he was working out at the track, and I— I went over to him, I said, Father, I was never baptized, I'd like to, you know, look into it, and then three months later I was baptized at the Chaplet Central, and kind of the rest is history. I became a lawyer, civil attorney, I Mm -hmm. practiced law for about a year, then I went to the seminary at 26, and then I was ordained at uh, 32, and now I'm 50, so I've been ordained 18 years now.
0: Well, congratulations. Uh, Where did you go to seminary at?
1: So, Everybody in Pittsburgh is diocese of Pittsburgh. That's some diocesan and priest. And, and so everybody begins at St. Paul Seminary, which is out in Crafton, and okay. then from there, uh, you know, you take the, the college uh, courses. You have to get you have a philosophy degree before uh, you head off to major seminary. So even if you already have a college degree, like I have a law degree, mm-hmm. you'll start at St. Paul Seminary, and now they're actually using uh, Franciscan University. They drive there in Steubenville from St. Pauls in Steubenville. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, I went to St. Vincent Seminary, which is actually pretty neat, because I'm not overly that far, and I'm in White Oak. I'm right on the cusp of the uh, Greensburg Diocese. <laughs> sure, right. Things, one of the things I like to rekindle in my life is that this is really as, about as close as you can get to, uh, for me, from the Diocese of Pittsburgh to St. Vincent, but they're an amazing place, the monks up there and, and the guys I've met from all over the country. So uh, yeah, so I loved it up there. So that was it. It was six years. So I spent two years at St. Paul's and then four years at St.
0: Vincent. When you heard the call, as, as they say, um, what was it like to you? What was the experience? I mean, was it a gradual gradual awareness that, hey, I'd like to devote my life to Christ, I'd like to devote my life to, to becoming a, a pastor and a priest? Or was it more of a sudden, like, road to Damascus for St. Paul's thing? <laughs> well, I
1: think it was gradual, but I mean, in in my case, I think it was a bit more sped up, because I'm just thinking of, you know, here I'm brand new, baptized at 19. So at that point, I felt a real closeness to Jesus. Like, I felt like, I didn't know I'd be a priest, but I felt like really comfortable, really peaceful. I, I knew, like, He just entered my life in this special, extraordinary way. As I was preparing for baptism, I just felt like really at home. And then once I became a Catholic, As you say, it was a bit more gradual where all of a sudden I started to pray more and I would read scripture and then I'd start, you know, dabbling in the rosary. And then it was funny, like, when I would be in, uh, like, especially law school, because I went to Pitt, undergrad Pitt law school. So I found myself kind of, and I didn't know what was happening at that time. Here I am a new Catholic, and I'm thinking, why am I thinking of a priest? Are you sure you got the right guy, Lord, you know? (laughs) And uh, so what I would do from uh, Pitt is I would kind of, like, walk over Sneak over for the daily mass, uh, right there. They used to have something at Heinz Chapel, the Oratorians, and I would always be like, kind of nervous, like, "Wow, what if I run into my friends or anything?" Think about me, like, "What's going on in my life right now?" You know. So I was just really uh, fearful about everything because I thought this is like kind of crazy, especially mm-hmm. I'm new, you know. And uh, so that, was, so it just kind of grew. There was a huge influence in my life was uh, Brother Clement Smith, who was Central Catholic again. He was the senior guidance counselor that I always kept in touch with. So he was the one that really uh, helped me understand and unpack being called by God. But it, yeah, it is. And then after a while, as you as I kept sort of like running from it in a way, or sort of not <laughs> embracing it, you find, you just sort of feel like you're going crazy in a way. Like, wow, this I have to I have to look into this because I just do not feel peaceful until I until I investigate it. Then once I started to look into it, I still had some fear. But then I started saying, oh, yeah, I think God's calling me here. I had more and more peace as I kept going, although I still had trepidation at
0: the same time. I was just going to say there are a lot of stories in the Bible of people who uh, hear a call from God or and, and, and try to run from it. And it, the consequences, it doesn't work out well for them. So I'm, I'm glad that... Uh... <laughs> you were finally able to heat it. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right, you're
0: right. Father Terry O'Connor is a uh, pastor of Mary Mother of God Parish uh, in the Mon Valley. Um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about this merger process, uh, or, or, or jointure. I'm not, what is the w- proper word for these four churches that have come together now? Is it merger? Is that okay?
1: Yeah, yeah it would, I would say, yeah, merger, merger.
0: Okay. Um, how many clergy now are serving uh, this newly created parish?
1: Yeah, so that's a good question. As far as so, just to, to also just think about it, we're we're talking about this particular parish. So this happened in October of 2018. All these clergy teams mm-hmm. went throughout the diocese in October 2018, and we're all we're on different timelines too. Some people, like in January 6th of you know last month, eight new parishes were formed. We were one of the new, and then in July of this year, I think it's like 15, 16 are being formed. So this is happening throughout. So, as as far as our grouping, we have me as the pastor, and then we have the parochial vicar, which means the assistant Mm -hmm. to the pastor, is Father Jack Demian, uh, a lot younger guy than me. And then we have uh, the hospital chaplain, uh, Father Joe Beck. So, he goes to McKeesport Hospital to all the nursing homes. And we have a deacon. Reynold Wilmer. So a deacon is the one that assists the priest in their duties, mm-hmm. and then then we actually have—he's not officially uh, like considered part of the clergy team, but he is in our hearts—is uh, Father Pius Nalwankwo, who's a. Nigerian student uh that came over to live in our area, and so he helps us a lot. He's a duquesne university student, mm-hmm. so they're they have student status, but obviously he's a priest that uh people like i right? so I said the other day i mean he he's become a rock star around here, but he's uh <laughs> he's a neat guy so we're blessed we got a great clergy uh team and uh so yeah, we're doing what we could do, and we've got a great staff uh too we We revamped the whole staff when I came down, and so the uh, the administrative center we closed up all these offices that we were running around with four offices. Sure. So starting January 1st, we made one administrative center, and it's at St. Angela Marici. So in that's uh, right in White Oak. So that's the center where like all the staff and all the business is occurring out of that location.
0: That, that is also the location of what used to be St. Angela Marici uh, Catholic School there in, in White Oak. I think that's, is that Fawcett Avenue, I think? Um, yeah,
1: well, right. Well, that's another, another uh, interesting point is so that's the school. The building is still housing a school. So the school is yeah. called Mary
0: of Nazareth. It's, it's, now, a reg- it's, it's now a regional Catholic it's a, school. It brings in a it's bunch of different. Regional parishes. Catholic.
1: So we support it. Mary Mother of God supports that. Along with up the road, now those three churches are not uh, merged yet into a new parish. So you got St. Michael, St. Mark's Queen of the Rosary. So they're up the road, and they'll be uh, becoming a a new parish uh, in the I don't know I think they might be next year is their date to become so they'll get a new name up there so basically it'll be down the two uh, bigger parishes will be supporting Mary Nazareth School.
0: From the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport you're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes. We'll be right back in 30 seconds to wrap things up. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKee Sport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. How are the the parishioners uh, reacting? You, you mentioned we were as we were talking about the the fish fry that this has been a chance for the people who worked at the Corpus Christi fish fry in Sport and the Saint Robert Bellarine fish fry in East Sport to kind of work together on a, on a common project with with common goals, and I'm sure there's a melding of traditions and, and recipes and, and so forth as well. How, how are uh, parishioners reacting to the, the new arrangement, this creation of this new parish? Uh, that's
1: a good question. Um, I think now it's getting I'm seeing a lot of great things happen. Like everybody's a little, you know, there's some trepidation and all, but I think right now compared to like last year, this is the first time we combined the fish fry was last year. Mm -hmm. But this year I noticed when we were pinching pierogies, like on those Tuesdays, I saw so many more people and people from all the churches coming out more so. And I think this fish fry is going to be the best one yet. So it takes a bit of time for people to start crossing the boundary lines and coming together, you know, and so that's a great thing for me as pastor to start seeing that happen. I'm definitely seeing more and more of that happen. I think we're gonna see it with the fish ride then we got the big festivals held at St. Angela's in July. Mm -hmm. So we're starting to see that. And then we got it's a lot goes into it. We got ministries like if you're a lector or Eucharistic minister so you're, we schedule them now, altar servers. They're going from all over the four churches now. So we're bringing all the organizations together. So, like, if you're a lady as a charity, uh, you're a Christian mother, you're a holy name society, now we're all all under one umbrella, so Mary, Mother, God. So we could just imagine what goes into all these people that are, you know, its your particular church for numbers of years, and all of a sudden they're like, wow, we're up here with the, with them, or they're down here with us. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, but it, it, on a whole... You know, I think it is going well. I think it's not, you know, the easiest thing for, for us to change overnight. No. The other interesting part is that we're in the process of looking at the church buildings now. So as we play this year out, we're going to start looking at what churches we need So, like, to go forth as Mary, Mother of God. We're going to start looking at, you know, do we need four churches? So that's going to be not an easy part either. No. We're looking at like, what do we merge together as far as buildings?
0: This is a process that, unfortunately, for for folks in the Allegheny County area, the Pittsburgh area, this is a process that we've we've been through before. Um, that we've already we've had rounds of churches that have closed or, or merged um, before, as this population loss that sort of began in the 1970s and 80s has has kind of continued and 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 and. Th- 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 there, there may be. How long? Where were you before you became pastor of Mary Mother of God? Were you at one of these uh, four churches?
1: No, no. Ray, I won't go through all my sons. But yeah. right before I came here, I was at Saint Therese in Munhall, Okay, uh, which was a big church. It is a there. big it was church. A nice school. Their their school is pretty big over there. So I I was just at that that parish, and then once we started. Putting, basically, we're putting two to eight parishes together in the diocese. So, fortunately, I didn't roll an eight; I got a four. You know, so, <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's just challenging. You know, these uh, people are getting these massive assignments, and so yeah. But anyway, so I came over from there in uh, October of 2018, which I loved. It was a you know great assignment over there. But even over there, they ended up being a four. And then they ended up being an, an eight, I think it is now. Okay. So I was like, wow, they ended up being gigantic. So i well, glad I got out of town. No, I'm just kidding. But, but uh, I mean,
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, we're talking with Father Terry O'Connor for just a few more minutes. Um, he is the pastor of Mary, Mother of God... Uh, parish in McKeesport. Uh, it is a com- combination of four churches in White Oak, McKeesport, and East McKeesport. What I was going to say is that, that I think even Corpus Christi um, uh, Church in McKeesport was itself a, a product of a merger, I believe, if I between St. Right. Stephen, St. Pius, and what we used to call St. Mary Polish Church, but is I believe right. it was St. Mary Chester Justic um, Choa, I'm probably mangling that. Um, I think St. Patrick's in in the Christie Park section of McKee Sport was itself a merger of St. Perpetua right. and St. Dennis. So th- there, is a lot. Of, some of your parishioners have probably been through this process before, and and some of them, I'm thinking yeah. it may it may still have some some negative associations or connotations for them.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're on the ball with all these mergers. Yeah, so they they're used to some of those. So that helps. I mean, some of the meetings will say, "Hey, Father, we've been through this. Yeah. We're used to this kind of thing." and as you say like some people aren't used to that so it is there's a lot of I think people are excited about the new parish but also you know they're seeing changes and i think some people are, are bracing for like okay what buildings are going to remain yeah. we announced that saint angela of marici that's going to stay because in the basement of the church itself is this huge open area with a the master plan was a, a long time ago, Father Steve Sherman, that one day that would be the church offices. So we're getting really close. we got bids uh, coming yes. in for that. So we're going to make that basement into an entire administrative center uh, beautiful for the whole new mary mother got pair. So it, obviously once we announce that, that St. Angelo and Ricci, the church building's not going anywhere. Um, and it's the newer, newest one, 2002 it's built. Uh, so that one is going to stay. But out, once we get past that, We have three more out there, so we just really have to figure out what we're going to do with that. And you know what? Before it gets away from me... I pulled the um, the fish fry up online. So yes, sorry please. about that.
0: It's ten a.m. to seven p.m. Oh, they actually opened the doors open at ten a.m. Actually, okay, and that is on Market Street. Uh, behind the post office is the uh, I think the quickest way to say, and it's every Friday except for Good Friday. And we haven't even talked about, and we're just about out of time. We haven't even talked about the significance of uh, Good Friday, uh, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. Um, we may have to have you back on again. <laughs> hey.
1: <laughs> be great. And then if you do go online, uh, on uh, there's, there's some people aren't online. That's what I fear right. sometimes. But online it has everything you need as far as volunteer opportunities. But the lady that really uh, took charge of it this year is a Joanne DeRazio. And I just want to give you the number. So for listeners, if they do want to get involved, it's 412-780-4810. So it's 412 780 one zero
0: if, if folks want to four one two seven eight zero four eight one zero and that is to volunteer and that's uh, uh mr Azio right correct.
1: Okay.
0: if people want to uh, contact your church uh, administrative office and, and and learn more about uh, what is uh, happening right now at Mary mother of God parish uh, what is that telephone number 412-780-4810.
1: One two six seven two nine six
0: four one, and uh, it is Mary, Mother of God, and the number one is the website. And I'm assuming that the mass times and and ske- schedules of confession and everything are all up on the website for people. Okay.
1: Yeah, and that's a great point on the on that uh, the schedule, the bulletin. If you go on the online, is there when you talk about prayer? I mean, this is a great time to. To hit daily mass, even and like obviously Sunday mass. Some people have been away, come to mass, but a lot of people, what you'll see is bigger crowds for the daily masses. So. Uh, and then the stations. I mean, we have we have a uh, Thursday afternoon at the school at 155 every Thursday. And then on Fridays, we do an afternoon and evening station session, and we rotate it among the four parishes. So oh, we go one wow. thirty and 7 p.m., and that's all in the bulletin if you pull up or call the number. And so we have uh, ample time to go to stations. So those get really crowded. Daily mass stations. I mean, just a great time to return back to our best friend, Jesus.
0: Uh, Father Terry O'Connor was recently... Uh, installed uh, by Bishop Zubik uh, about a week ago as people are hearing this as the pastor of Mary Mother of God Parish. Uh, Mary Mother of God, the number 1.org is the website. 412-672-9641. We've been talking about Lent and about the big fish fry that they have down there at the Corpus Christi Church Social Hall, which is on uh, Market Street in McKeesport. The hours are 10 a.m. until 7 p.m. every Friday, except for Good Friday. Uh, Father Terry, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Oh,
1: thank you. You really know your stuff there. I was impressed. You do all the merging and everything. So yeah, anytime you want me.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Father Terry. And thank you all for listening today to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, broadcasting from the Tube City Center for Business and Innovation in downtown McKeesport. So long for now